Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your boy, Ken Scott, and I go by the Vision One. Now, I must say, I, I stay out of social media for a reason. And I stay out of this uh, mental slavery, social um, slavery that they got people in. So I, that's the reason why I don't do so much social media. I don't be on Instagram so much. I don't be on Facebook so much. I don't listen to politics or the news. I don't have conversations about what police are doing and all the other stuff because and and what these uh, uh, senators are doing and all that stuff. Because honestly, to me, it's just all a freaking game. Yeah, almost cussed there. Yeah, you heard it. Almost a freaking game. It won't be the first time that I cussed on this thing, but, you know, I try to limit that stuff, you know. Even though in my natural state, I cuss a lot and I love it. I can't help it. So anyways, enough about me and cursing. Listening to this stuff makes you want to curse. And uh, when I when I listen to the social media and stuff and um, just a couple of days ago, I was actually uh, informed that, uh, that is there is a government shutdown. And that is crazy. And I didn't understand. I did not even know that there was a really a government shutdown going down until a few days ago and uh it's sad it's sad um what people in power do you know and then they turn around and then they act like they're the victims and then they you know psychologically reverse that on everybody and then you know everybody else is sitting out there confused and that's what the system is supposed to do confuse the hell out of you so you don't know what the hell is going on so they can just take whatever they want from underneath you and you not even know that it's missing and uh, yeah, so that's the reason why I just don't do social media. I don't do, you know, uh, this whole uh, uh, parties of Democrat, Republican and all other stuff. And I don't do uh, different sh uh, races. And, you know, uh, the truth is we're all human and we all need to learn how to support each other and take care of each other and take care of our, er our earth and our world so it can take care of us. But uh we have lost that ability as a human race. We have lost the human ability. We have lost the human ability to think for ourselves. We have lost the human ability to live in our natural environments and states and, and feed off of it and live off of it and then uh, recycle it. Uh, we just lost all the ability. Reason being, uh, people taking control of our minds and our way of belief and culture. And I knew it for a long time. And, you know, for the last few years that, you know, there was, a, there was this thing slapped in my face called the Willie Lynch letter. It was constantly being slapped in my face. And probably about three years ago, I actually took the time to uh, listen to it. Um, I didn't read it. There's an audio book on uh, YouTube, of course, or wherever you like to listen to your audio books. But uh, it's out there. And, I've, uh, and it was crazy because before this letter was introduced to me, I even avoided it for a long time, not purposely, but it was just like, oh, yeah, it just goes up in a conversation. And it's kind of like one of those things that pops up in a conversation, even though you have your phone next to you and everybody has all these questions. Nobody Googles it. They just say, oh, yeah, I'll take the time another time to go do it. Well, people, sometimes when the conversation is going on, the time is now. And you have to take advantage of it to educate yourself and, you know, make yourself aware of what's going on in that way. Everybody gets uh, the right, correct, and understanding of what's going on about the conversation, whatever it may be. But the thing is, too, 
is that you do have to watch the information that is being put out too, because the same slave owners that are controlling this world, they're the ones putting out the information. So we don't know what they're putting out. So you really have to filter out and decipher what's going on. So go to multiple sources. Don't just go to one source when you uh, do your uh, your footwork for your information. There's trust and believe. You will find some a whole lot of uh, similarities and a whole lot of dissimilarities. Is that I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm just gonna use it for right now. I made up a new word. The hell with it. And uh, so, um, yeah, put that in the dictionary. So, anyways, yeah. So before, um, so when I was when I was uh, when I heard about this government shutdown, I was like, I was shocked. Well, I was shocked that they did it to much, so much of a scale because you know uh, they've been taking control of people for so long. And the thing is, is that that's, I, was, I was shocked, but at the same time, Trump is in office. You can't be shocked. And that's the good thing about it. I honestly think that Trump is the best thing that's happening to America right now. I know some of you people are going to be pissed off. I know some of you people are going to be angry and, you know, all up in arms. But listen to me out. Feel me out. The reason why I think Trump is in, in office and I think that he is the best person for us right now is because he's waking people up. He is forcing humans to go into survival mode. And not only are they going into survival mode, they are going into understand and learn knowledge that has been held from us for years. And, you know, that's the reason why we've been called ignorant and stupid. You know, and I'm not just talking about, you know, blacks, Negroes or, you know, Asians or Mexicans. I'm, I'm talking about the human race period, because when it comes down to it, this is all about the human race. And then once I, as I keep going on, you understand why it's about the human race. So uh, before I even before I even jump into this, you know, about this Willie Lynch letter, I want you guys to pay attention to the key word. You know, the key word here is economics. The definition for economics is a social science that studies the production, distribution and consumption of goods, services. Economics focuses on the behavior and interactions of economic agents and how the economics work. Now, there's more that goes to the definition of economics, but, you know, as you're as you're listening to this letter and then you're uh, 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 filtering all this information, you have to understand that uh, this thing has been written to not only control the slavery supposedly because i think that's where like in this in this letter once you start listening to it you know they talk about the slave this the nigger this the nigger that but honestly i think i think that's just kind of like another distraction uh just for the simple fact that they try to make it towards only one race really considering right now the way it's going it is not against race or nothing. And it's just about all about taking control and separating people and having people not living in their natural state. And uh, what really, what really tripped me out too is one time is like, um, I had went to this uh, seminar, you know, and, and uh, I'm sitting in the seminar, you know, me and my wife and, and a friend of mine actually brought me to the seminar and he is actually a Muslim brother. 
you know, religious brother. And I was really shocked that he didn't really kind of like, you know, react the way I did when it came to this. Maybe because he heard it before, <laughs> I guess. I'm not sure. Anyways, you know, this guy gets up there and he's talking about how he wants to uh, make all these, uh, you know, great employees to be in his same status and, you know, uh, be where he's at. And, he, you know, because he wants to project su success, you know, because it's not about it's about him making the money. Of course, when you go to these seminars, these people, they want to build a so-called pyramid of people to work for them, to make money and to get other people to work for them and so on and so forth. Uh, but the thing is so funny is because this, when he gets up there, he's like, yeah, he's like one of the books that I've read that got me into this position and I was struggling as a salesman. But then when I actually read this book, I became a better salesman and I became a better, uh, yeah, let's just say salesman. So anyways, he said that he read this book on how to be a slave owner and that just blew my mind. I mean, most people would have probably jumped up, reacted, walked out the building, flipped chairs and all that stuff. The thing is you can't let your emotion get a hold of you. Right. So, you know, I let him finish the seminar and stuff. So I couldn't wait to get up there and shake this dude's hand and, and ask him, you know what I mean? Well, introduce myself. I ain't going to say I was anxious to go shake his hand. No, I was anxious to get up there and talk to him. But, you know, the proper way of greeting and is, you know, I think by shaking hands and hugs, it's got to be a physical reaction. If you can't get physical with somebody, then you definitely can't trust them. I'm sorry. I just that's just the way I feel. If you can't go up to a person and, you know, show some a true gratitude and uh thankful in life then uh there's just something really wrong there so uh yeah i went up there and i talked to him i asked him about it and you know i, I got an interesting answer it wasn't really nothing he basically the reason why the, the answer was so interesting because he just basically avoided it all together completely thinking i was that ignorant but realizing i i realized that he was just basically uh escaping the embarrassment and I would love to, and I didn't know go back for no more of those seminars, but I would love to go back to one of his seminars. And I want to know if he still uses that as a reference, because I would go to every single one of those. And I would definitely question that. Like you, uh, you, I mean, if it works for you, you know, it's cool because the thing is, it's true. It's like, if people are going to allow themselves to be enslaved, then you deserve to be enslaved. I'm sorry to say it, but Hey, but anyways, back to the government shutdown. The government shut down. Wow. It, it just, and that's what I mean about Trump being in here is because, you know, uh, now people has went into survival mode and humans know how to survive. You know, uh, that's the reason why we've been on this earth for a long time. And I think that's the reason why we are almost actually destroying ourselves. And I'll get into that on another episode, but uh, definitely. Uh, he is the best thing for this office. And um, if he gets another term, I think um, it's basically going to destroy everything that they put together in this nation for a long time. Because let's face it, a lot of that stuff that they've been preaching to us has been stories, uh, fable stories that ain't even that's not even real. Like the slave trade. Not even real. I don't even want to get into that right now. Um, all that stuff isn't even real. I mean, if you really look at back at the history and stuff, and you really put two and two together, you got one plantation guy, maybe five, with a few dozens of slaves. Uh, 
I don't know if you really call them people slaves. I mean, you, you got people that's living in houses and huts and stuff on your property. To me, that just sounds like in-house workers. And then when this letter came out in 1712, you basically try to take your workers and try to enforce a rule on them to make them stay and not leave you behind because you can't run a farm by yourself. Now, that I, I can understand why there's so many different black inventors now and so many uh, white inventors taking their patents and their ideas. I mean, think about how many black people were inventors for a lot of these white men like Edison and all that stuff, you know, and Ford and all that. Uh, white people didn't have no reason to think of things. They just sat at home. Why would you want to think of something that was made easier when you have black people to do it? Well, I don't even want to get into that either. So we're going to talk about that another time. So stay focused. Right. All right. So let me get back on this Willie Lynch letter thing. All right. So I told you guys about the keyword economics and how Trump is like uh, really the best and worst thing. Let me put that in at there, too. Yeah, he is the best and worst thing for America. But uh, when you're listening to this letter, I want you to keep in mind that while you're listening to this, I want you to keep in mind the histories and events and how they're played out, how they're written. I want you to keep in mind uh, of uh, of how who do we work for, how they're running these companies and these businesses, how they act, the stature levels, how when you go into a warehouse, you only have a name amongst friends or people you communicate with, but the really the business only sees you as a number. Um, we all know that, you know, I mean, it rubs a lot of people the wrong way, but you know, they just deal with it just because they think they have to do certain things to survive. And that's the reason why I get on here and I always preach to people, take your mind back, you know, be creative, you know, find your inner child and do all these things because those things have been taken from us. When people run around depressed and all that stuff, it's because we've been have we had our mental state, natural abilities taken from us. And how I notice is that. Uh, when I was working at um, of one of these warehouses, uh, I was I was literally doing like my own experiment. I was just literally going around starting, you know, an everyday conversation. But I was asking people what are, what are their passions and what would they like to do for life? And if they weren't in warehouse, what would they like to do? Like, what would they dream job be? And and honestly, I would say probably about 75, 80 percent of these people had no idea what they wanted to do now. Now, some were probably just thinking of things to do just because they were thinking about money, because they're having a lot of financial problems or statues, stat, status, or they just want to get a bigger house or whatever. So, you know, I understand this stuff. But a lot of the times, these people really just have no clue on what they want to do, who they want to be, or who they even truly are. And it's sad and it sucks because when I look at it, it's just like those people are going to be slaves for the rest of their life. Just for the simple fact is that they're looked at as cattle. They looked at it as like numbers and horses. You go in there, produce for me, and then I'll provide a little something for you and tell you that you can't go nowhere without my authority. Um, we're only allowed to get so many breaks. Uh, when you're in the bathroom for too long, they question you why you're in the bathroom for too long. Uh, you know, it's just it's just sad. It's just sad the way these companies are ran nowadays and how the world is grasping it and everybody's doing it. So, yes, while you're listening to this this letter, definitely keep all that in mind. History's played out, uh, who we work for and 
what's going to happen here in the near future if we keep going on this way because the truth is is like um we have i ain't gonna say we have no control we do have control but people are getting so lazy that i'm almost getting to the point that i'm starting to understand i'm starting to think that nobody even wants control anymore it's just easier just to give their control away and that is sad that is horrible so wow it just breaks my heart man to hear what's going on with this government you know and and this presidency and what they're doing and and what they're doing is inhuman you know uh it's 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 a, to me it's a it's a natural state for us humans to actually take care of each other and take care of this earth and you know and to preserve this you know and uh they're taking that from us you know they're dumping stuff over our head chemtrails you know putting stuff in the dirt they're you know killing you know they're uh putting hormones in these animals and they're just destroying everything and they want full control of it and i mean come on people you see it don't overlook it no more you know you got seedless fruits cross-breeding fruits you got fruits that don't even uh, a lot of fruits that don't even exist anymore there was like over like you know some crazy odd some crazy wild number of apples at one time there's like over like 500 different styles and flavors and species of apples now there's only probably about a hundred you know uh corns uh i had a buddy come around it's like he said he'd never seen purple corn i was like what uh i grew up with this you know like you didn't do your indian uh native research I don't know. So, and I mean, they taught us that in school. So I'm like, if they didn't teach you that in school, what in the hell are they teaching in schools these days? So anyways, there's a whole lot to talk about. There's a whole lot going on. And my thing is that, you know, uh, people put this letter out there for me to listen to. It took me a while to get to it for whatever crazy reason I was avoiding it. And now I'm going to put a little bit out there for you also to listen to and understand and I'm I'm not going to just sit out there and just put everything and anything out there because I don't want you to believe what I say. I want you to do the research and footwork yourself. And that way you can have your own opinion. And that way, when you do have your own opinion, you can actually call in, leave a message on my anchor and we can talk about this. We can discuss this. We can even set up something to where we can create like a little group to where we can all get together. And we can talk and discuss this and see how we can actually take control back of our human abilities and our natural state of where we're supposed to be. So, ladies and gentlemen, please do the footwork. Please do the work. Find, take your creativity and your mind back. Get it back. It belongs to you. If anything, that's the only thing that belongs to you. And you can make a lot that come out of that to make more attached to you. Out of that creativity and belief of what you have. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first part. Well, this is a section of the Willie Lynch letter. I'm going to have two different sections, you know, and uh, I was going to comment um, before and after or in between. But I just think uh, you guys should just actually take it in, soak it up, do the research. I, I really want people to do the research. I don't want to do all the research and then sit on here and just put my opinion out there. People do the research, find out what you think, and tell me what you think. I'm really looking forward to hearing your opinions and uh, let, letting you know, or letting me know what you think about this 
uh, Willie Lynch letter being enforced in today's society. And that's all it is, ladies and gentlemen. The Willie Lynch letter is being enforced in today's society. It has nothing to do with blacks. It has nothing to do with whites. It has everything to do with economic control, social control, control. Who's in control? Them or you? Peace, love, and blessings. This is your boy, Ken Scott, Division One, and enjoy the show. I'm out. Second, we will use the same basic principle that we use in breaking a horse, combined with some more sustaining factors. What we do with horses is that we break them from one form of life to another. That is, we reduce them from their natural state in nature. Whereas nature provides them with the natural capacity to take care of their offspring, we break that natural string of independence from them, and thereby create a dependency status, so that we may be able to get from them useful production for our business and pleasure. Cardinal Principles for Making a Negro For fear that our future generations may not understand the principles of breaking both of the beasts together, the nigger and the horse, we understand that short-range planning economics results in periodic economic chaos, so that to avoid turmoil in the economy, it requires us to have breadth and depth in long-range comprehensive planning, articulating both skill-sharp perceptions. We lay down the following principles for long-range comprehensive economic planning. 1. Both horse and niggers is no good to the economy in the wild or natural state. 2. Both must be broken and tied together for orderly production. 3. For orderly future, special and particular attention must be paid to the female and the youngest offspring. 4. Both must be crossbred to produce a variety and a division of labor. 5. Both must be taught to respond to you in a peculiar new language. 6. Psychological and physical instruction of containment must be created for both. We hold the six cardinal principles as truth to be self-evident, based upon the following discourse concerning the economics of breaking and tying the horse and the nigger together, all-inclusive of the six principles laid down about. Accordingly, both a wild horse and a wild or natural nigger are dangerous, even if captured, for they will have the tendency to seek their customary freedom, and in doing so might kill you in your sleep. You cannot rest. They sleep while you are awake, and are awake while you are asleep. They are dangerous near the family house, and it requires too much labor to watch them away from the house. Above all, you cannot get them to work in this natural state. Hence, both the horse and the nigger must be broken. That is, breaking them from one form of mental life to another. Keep the body and take the mind. In other words, break the will to resist. Now the breaking process is the same for both the horse and the nigger, only slightly varying in degrees. But as we said before, there is an art in long-range economic planning. You must keep your eye and thoughts on the female 
and the offspring of the horse and the nigger. A brief discourse in offspring development will shed light on the key to sound economic principles. Pay little attention to the generation of original breaking, but concentrate on future generations. Therefore, if you break the female mother, she will break the offspring in its early years of development, and when the offspring is old enough to work, she will deliver it up to you for her normal female protective tendencies will have been lost in the original breaking process. For example, take the case of the wild stud horse, a female horse, and an already infant horse, and compare the breaking process with two captured nigger males in their natural state, a pregnant nigger woman and her infant offspring. Take the stud horse, break him for limited containment, completely break the female horse until she becomes very gentle, whereas you or anybody can ride her in her comfort. Breed the mare and the stud until you have the desired offspring. Then you can turn the stud to freedom until you need him again. Train the female horse where she will eat out of your hand, and she will in turn train the infant horse to eat out of your hand also. When it comes to breaking the uncivilized nigger, use the same process, but vary the degree and step up the pressure, so as to do a complete reversal of the mind. Take the meanest and most reckless nigger, strip him of his clothes in front of the remaining male niggers, the female and the nigger infant, tar and feather him, tie each leg to a different horse faced in an opposite direction, set him on fire and beat both horses to pull him apart in front of the remaining nigger. The next step is to take a bullwhip and beat the remaining nigger male to the point of death in front of the female and the infant. Don't kill him but put the fear of God in him, for he can be useful for future breeding. The Breaking Process of the African Woman Take the female and run a series of tests on her to see if she will submit to your desires willingly. Test her in every way, because she is the most important factor for good economics. If she shows any signs of resistance in submitting completely to your will, do not hesitate to use the bullwhip on her to extract the last bit of bitch out of her. Take care not to kill her, for in doing so you spoil good economics. When in complete submission, she will train her offsprings in the early years to submit to labor when they become of age. Understanding is the best thing. Therefore, we shall go deeper into this area of the subject matter concerning what we have produced here in this breaking process of the female nigger. We have reversed the relationship in her natural uncivilized state. She would have a strong dependency on the uncivilized nigger male, and she would have a limited protective tendency toward her independent male offspring, and would raise male offsprings to be dependent like her. Nature had provided for this type of balance. We reversed nature by burning and pulling a civilized nigger apart, and bullwhipping the other to the point of death all in her presence. By her being left alone, unprotected, with the male image destroyed, the ordeal caused her to move from her psychological dependent state to a frozen, independent state. In this frozen psychological state of independence, she will raise her male and female offspring in reversed roles. For fear of the young male's life, she will psychologically train him to be mentally weak and dependent, 
but physically strong. Because she has become psychologically independent, she will train her female offspring to be psychologically independent. What have you got? You've got the nigger woman out front and the nigger man behind and scared. This is a perfect situation of sound sleep and economics. Before the breaking process, we had to be alertly on guard at all times. Now we can sleep soundly, for out of frozen fear, his woman stands guard for us. He cannot get past her early slave molding process. He is a good tool, now ready to be tied to the horse at a tender age. By the time a nigger boy reaches the age of 16, he is soundly broken in and ready for a long life of sound and efficient work and the reproduction of a unit of good labor force. Continually, through the breaking of uncivilized savage niggers, by throwing the nigger female savage into a frozen psychological state of independence, by killing of the protective male image, and by creating a submissive dependent mind of the nigger male slave, we have created an orbiting cycle that turns on its own axis forever, unless a phenomenon occurs and reshifts the position of the male and female slaves. We showed what we mean by example. Take the case of the two economic slave units and examine them closely. The Negro Marriage Unit, Body Over Mind. Now in a few years, when these two offspring become fertile for early reproduction, we will mate and breed them and continue the cycle. That is good, sound, and long-range comprehensive planning. Warning. Possible interloping negatives. Earlier we talked about the non-economic good of the horse and the nigger in the wild and natural state. We talked out the principle of breaking and tying them together for orderly production. Furthermore, we talked about paying particular attention to the female savage and her offspring for orderly future planning. Then, more recently, we stated that by reversing the positions of the male and female savages, we created an orbiting cycle that turns on its own axis forever unless a phenomenon occurred and reshifted the positions of the male and female savages. Our experts warned us about the possibility of this phenomenon occurring, for they say the mind has a strong drive to correct and recorrect itself over a period of time. If I can touch some substantial original historical base, they advised us that the best way to deal with the phenomenon is to shave off the brute's mental history and create a multiplicity of phenomena of illusions, so that each illusion will twirl in its own orbit, something similar to floating balls in a vacuum. This creation of multiplicity of phenomena of illusions entails the principle of crossbreeding the nigger and the horse, as we stated above, the purpose of which is to create a diversified division of labor, thereby creating different levels of labor and different values of illusion at each connecting level of labor. The results of which is the severance of the points of original beginnings for each sphere of illusion. Since we feel that the subject matter may get more complicated as we proceed in laying down our economic plan concerning the purpose, reason, and effect of crossbreeding horses and niggers, we shall lay down the following definition terms for future generations. Orbiting cycle means a thing turning in a given path. Axis means upon which or around which a body turns. Phenomenon means something beyond ordinary conception 
and inspires awe and wonder. Multiplicity means a great number. Sheer means a globe. Crossbreeding a horse means taking a horse and breeding it with an ass, and you get a dumb, backward ass, long-headed mule that is neither reproductive nor productive by itself. Crossbreeding niggers means taking so many drops of good white blood and putting them into as many nigger women as possible, varying the drops by the various tones that you want, and then letting them breed with each other until another circle of color appears as you desire. What this means is this. Put the niggers and the horse in a breeding pot. Mix some asses and some good white blood. And what do you get? You get a multiplicity of colors of ass-backward, unusual niggers, running, tied to a backward-ass, long-headed mule, the one productive of itself, the other sterile. The one constant, the other dying. We keep the nigger constant, for we may replace the mules for another tool. Both mule and nigger tied to each other, neither knowing where the other came from, and neither productive for itself, nor without each other. Controlled Language Crossbreeding completed, for further severance from their original beginning, we must completely annihilate the mother tongue of both the new nigger and the new mule and institute a new language that involves the new life's work of both. You know language is a peculiar institution. It leads to the heart of a people. The more a foreigner knows about the language of another country, the more he is able to move through all levels of that society. Therefore, if the foreigner is an enemy of the country, to the extent that he knows the body of the language, to that extent is the country vulnerable to attack or invasion of a foreign culture. For example, if you take a slave, if you teach him all about your language, he will know all your secrets, and he is then no more a slave, for you can't fool him any longer. And being a fool is one of the basic ingredients of an incident to the maintenance of the slavery system. For example, if you told a slave that he must perform in getting out our crops, and he knows the language well, he would know that our crops didn't mean our crops, and the slavery system would break down, for he would relate on the basis of what our crops really meant. So you have to be careful in setting up the new language for the slaves would soon be in your house, talking to you man to man. That is death to our economic system. In addition, the definitions of words or terms are only a minute part of the process. Values are created and transported by communication through the body of the language. A total society has many interconnected value systems. All the values in the society have bridges of language to connect them for orderly working in the society. But for those language bridges, these many value systems would sharply clash and cause internal strife or civil war. The degree of the conflict being determined by the magnitude of the issues or relative opposing strength in whatever form. For example, if you put a slave in a hog pen and train him to live there and incorporate in him to value it as a way of life completely, the biggest problem you would have out of him is that he would worry you about provisions to keep the hog pen clean, or take the same hog pen and make a slip and incorporate something into his language where he comes to value a house more than he does his hog pen, 
Now you've got a problem. He will soon be in your house. This has been The Willie Lynch Letter and the Making of a Slave. Copyright 2000.